This is chapter 29 of Exodus, reading in the Shocken Bible, Everett Fox's translation. Chapter 29, starting Monday on the sixth week of our reading. Now is the ceremony that you are to make from them, to hallow them, to be priests for me. Take a bull, a young one of the herd, and two rams, two, holy sound, and bread of matzah, and flat cakes of matzah, mixed with oil, and wafers of matzah, dipped in oil. Of wheat flour you are to make them. You are to put them in one basket. You are to bring them near in a basket, along with the bull, and along with the two rams. And Aharon and his two sons you are to bring near to the entrance of the tent of appointment. And you are to wash them with water. You are to take the garments, and are to clothe Aharon in the coat, in the tunic of the ephod, of, in the ephod and in the breastpiece. You are to invest him in the designed band of the ephod. You are to place the turban on his head and are to place the sacred diadem of holiness on the turban. You are to take the oil for anointing and are to pour it on his head, anointing him. And his sons you are to bring near and to clothe them in coats. You are to gird them with a sash, Aharon and his sons, and are to wind caps for them. It shall be for them as priestly rite, a law for the ages. So you are to give mandate to Aaron and his sons. You are to bring near the bull before the tent of appointment, and Aharon and his sons are to lean their hands on the head of the bull, you are to slay the bull in the presence of Yahweh at the entrance of the tent of appointment. You are to take some of the blood of the bull and are to put it on the horns of the slaughter site with your finger. But all the rest of the blood you are to throw against the foundation of the slaughter site. You are to take all the fat that covers the innards with the extension on the liver, the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them, and turn them into smoke on the slaughter site. And the flesh of the bull and its chin, its skin and dung, you are to burn with fire outside the camp. It is hatat, decontamination offering. And the first ram you are to take, and Aharon and his sons are to lean their hands, on the head of that ram, you are to slay the ram, you are to take its blood, you are to toss it on the slaughter site all around, and the ram you are to section into sections, you are to wash its innards and its legs, you are to put them on the sections and on its head, and are to turn into smoke the entire ram on the slaughter site. It is an offering up for Yahweh. A soothing savor, it is a fire offering for Yahweh. And you are to take the second ram, 
and Aharon and his sons are to lean their hands on the head of the ram. You are to slay the ram, and you are to take some of its blood, and you are to put it on the ridge of Aharon's ear, and on the ridge of the right ear of Aharon's sons, and on the thumb of the right hands, and on the thumb toe of their right feet. Then you are to toss the blood on the slaughter site all around. You are to take some of the blood that is on the slaughter site and some of the oil for anointing. You are to toss it on Aharon and his garments, on his sons and on his sons' garments with him, that he and his garments may be hallowed, and his sons and his sons' garments with him. You are to take fat from the ram, the tail, the fat that covers the innards, the extension on the liver, the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them, and the right thigh, for it is the ram of giving mandate. And one loaf of bread, and one cake of oil bread, and one wafer from the basket of matzah that is in the presence of the Lord, you are to place them all on the palms of Aharon and on the palms of his sons. And you are to elevate them as an elevation offering in the presence of Yahweh. And you are to take them from their hand, and you are to turn them into smoke on the slaughter site beside the offering up for a soothing savor in the presence of Yahweh. It is a fire offering for Yahweh. You are to take the beast from the ram of giving mandate that is a Haran's, and you are to elevate it as an elevation offering in the presence of Yahweh, that it may be an allotment for you. So you are to hallow the beast for the elevation offering and the thigh of the raised contribution that is elevated, that is raised from the ram of the giving mandate, from that which is Aharon's and from what is his son's. It is to be Aharon's and his sons, a fixed allocation for the ages, on the part of the children of Israel, for it is a contribution, and a contribution is it to be, on the part of the children of Israel, from their slaughter offerings of Shalom, their raised contribution for Yahweh. Now the garments of holiness that are Aharon's, and that belong to his sons after him, to anoint them in them and give the mandate in them. For seven days is one of his sons, that access priest, in his stead, to be clothed in them. The one who comes into the tent of appointment to attend at the holy shrine, and the ram forgiving mandate, you are to take and are to boil its flesh in the holy shrine. Aharon and his sons are to eat the flesh of the ram, along with the bread that is in the basket, at the entrance of the tent of appointment. They are to eat them, those who are purged by them, to give them mandate, to hallow them. An outsider is not to eat them, for they are holiness. Now, if there be anything left over of the flesh of giving mandate, or of the bread in the morning. You are to eat what is left 
by fire. It is not to be eaten, for it is holiness. You are to make thus for Aharon and his sons, according to all that I have commanded you for seven days. You are to give them mandate. A bull for the hatat offering you are to make ready for each day. Concerning the purging, you may decant that you may de decontaminate the slaughter site by your purging it. If and you are to anoint it, to hallow it. For seven days you are to purge the slaughter site, that you may hallow it. Thus the slaughter site will become holiest holiness. Whatever touches the slaughter site will become holy. And this is what you are to sacrifice on the slaughter site. Year-old lambs, two for each day, regularly. The first lamb you are to sacrifice at daybreak, and the second lamb you are to sacrifice between the setting times. A tenth measure of fine meal, mixed with beaten oil, a quarter of a hin, and is poured offering a quarter of a hin of wine from for the first lamb. And the second lamb you are to sacrifice between the setting times, like the green grift of the morning, like its poured offering that you make ready for it, a soothing savor, a fire offering for Yahweh, a regular offering up throughout your generations, at the entrance of the tent of appointment before the presence of Yahweh, for I will appoint meeting with you there, to speak to you there. So I will appoint meeting there with the children of Israel, and it will be hallowed by my glory. I will hallow the tent of appointment and the altar, and Aharon and his sons I will hallow to be priests for me. And I will dwell amidst the children of Israel, and I will be a God for them, that they may know that I am Yahweh their God, who brought them out of the land of Egypt to dwell myself in their midst. I am Yahweh their God. So ends chapter 29. Chapter 30 of Exodus, reading in the Shokan Bible, the translation of Everett Fox. You are to make a sight a smoking site for smoking incense. For a cassia wood you are to make it, a cubit in length and a cubit its width, a square it is to be, and two cubits in its height, its horns from it. You are to overlay it with pure gold, its roof, its walls all around, and its horns. And you are to make a rim of gold all around, and two rings of gold you are to make for it beneath its rim, on its two flanks, you are to make them on its two sides, that they may be for holders, for poles, to carry it by means of them. You are to make the poles of cassia wood. You are to overlay them with gold, and you are to put it in front of the curtain that is over the coffer of testimony, in front of the purgation cover that is over the testimony, where I will appoint meeting with you. And Aharon is to send up in smoke fragrant smoking incense in it. In the morning, every morning, 
when he polishes the lamps, he is descended up in smoke. And when Haran draws up the lamp wicks between the setting times, he is to send it up in smoke, a regular smoke offering before the presence of Yahweh throughout your generations. You are not to offer up upon it any outsiders smoking incense, either as an offering up or as a grain gift, nor are you to pour out any poured offering upon it. Aharon is to do the purging upon its horns once a year, with the decontaminating blood of purgation once a year he is to do the purging with it throughout your generations holiest holiness it is for yahweh yahweh spoke to moshe saying when you take up the head count of the children of israel in counting them they are to give each man a ransom for his life Yahweh when they count them that there be no plague on them when they count them that is what they are to give every one who goes through the counting half a shekel of the holy shrine shekel 20 grains to the shekel half a shekel a contribution for Yahweh everyone that goes through the counting from the age of 20 years and upward is to give the contribution of Yahweh the rich are not to pay more, and the poor are not to pay less than half a shekel when giving the contribution of Yahweh to effect ransom for their lives. You are to take the silver for ransoming from the children of Israel and are to give it over for the construction service of the tent of appointment, that it may be for the children of Israel as a remembrance before the presence of Yahweh to effect ransom for your lives. Yahweh spoke to Moshe, saying, You are to make a basin of bronze, its pedestal of bronze for washing, and you are to put it between the tent of appointment and the slaughter site. You are to put water therein that Aharon and his sons may wash with it their hands and their feet when they come into the tent of appointment. They are to wash with water so that they do not die, or when they, they approach the slaughter site, to be in attendance, to send up fire offerings in smoke for Yahweh. They are to wash their hands and their feet so that they do not die. It is for them a law of the ages. For him and for his sons throughout their generations. Yahweh spoke to Moshe, saying, And as for you, take your you fragrant spices, essence, streaming myrrh, five hundred, cinnamon spice, half as much, fifty and two hundred, fragrant crane, fifty and two hundred. Cassia, five hundred, by the shrine's shekel, as well as olive oil, a hin. And you are to make from it anointing oil of holiness, perfume from the perfume mixture of perfumer's making, 
anointing oil of holiness it is to be. You are to anoint with it the tent of appointment, and the coffer of testimony, and the table, and all its implements, and the lampstand, and all its implements, and the site for smoke offerings, and the site for offering up, and all its implements, and the basin, and its pedestal, you are to hallow them, that they may become holiest holiness. Whatever touches them shall become holy. And Aharon and his sons you are to anoint. You are to hallow them as to be priests for me. And to the children of Israel you are to speak, saying, Anointing oil of holiness, this is to be for me throughout your generations. On any other human body it is not to be poured out. In its exact proportion you are not to make any like it. Holiness it is, holiness it shall remain for you. Any man who mixes perfumes like it, or puts any of it on an outsider, is to be cut off from his kin's people. Yahweh said to Moshe, Take you fragrant spices, drop gum, onita, galbanum, these fragrances and clear incense. Part equaling part are they to be. You are to make with a smoking incense, perfume, a perfumer's making, salted, pure, holy. You are to beat some of it into fine powder, and are to put some of it in front of the testimony in the tent of appointment, where I will appoint meeting with you. Holiest holiness it is to be for you. As for the smoking incense that you make, you are not to make any of for yourselves in its exact proportion. Holiness shall it be for you, for Yahweh. Any man that makes any like it to savor it is just to be cut off from his kinspeople. So ends chapter 30. Chapter 31 of Exodus, reading in the Shokan Bible, in Everett Fox's translation. Yahweh spoke to Moshe, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, son of Uri, son of Ur, of the tribe of Yehuda. I have filled him with the Spirit of God in practical wisdom, discernment and knowledge in all kinds of workmanship to design designs to make them in gold and silver and in bronze in the cutting of stones or setting and in the cutting of wood to make them through all kinds of workmanship and I here I give to be with him a holy of son of Ahishmak, of the tribe of Don, and in the mind of all those wise in mind, I place wisdom, that they may make all that I have commanded you, the tent of appointment, the coffer of testimony, the purgation cover that is over it, 
and all the implements of the tent, and the table and all its implements, and the pure lampstand and all its implements, and the site for smoke offering, and the site for offering up, and all its implements, and the basin and its pedestal, and the officiating garments, and the garments of holiness for Aharon the priest, and the garments of his sons for being priests, and oil for anointing, and fragrant smoke for holy offerings. According to all I have commanded you, they are to make. Yahweh said to Moshe, And you, speak to the children of Israel, saying, However, my Sabbaths you are to keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, to know that I, Yahweh, hallow you. You are to keep the Sabbath, for it is holiness for you. Whoever profanes it is to be put to death, yes, death, or whoever makes work on it, that person is to be cut off from among his kinsfolk. For six days is work to be made, but on the seventh day is Sabbath, Sabbath ceasing, holiness for Yahweh. Whoever makes work on the Sabbath day is to be put to death. Yes, death. The children of Israel are to keep the Sabbath, to make the Sabbath observance throughout their generations as a covenant for the ages between me and the children of Israel. A sign it is for the ages, for in six days Yahweh made the heavens and the earth, but on the seventh day he ceased and paused for breath. He gave to Moshe, when he had finished speaking with him on Mount Sinai, the two tablets of testimony, tablets of stone, written by the finger of God. So ends a brief chapter. Chapter 32 of Exodus, reading in the Shocken Bible, Everett Fox translation, we get to some narrative. Now when the people saw that Moshe was shamefully late in coming down from the mountain, the people assembled against Aharon and said to him, Arise, make us a god who will go before us for this Moshe, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt. We do not know what has become of him. Aharon said to them, Break off the gold rings that are in the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. All the people brought, broke off the gold rings that were in their ears and brought them to Aharon. He took them from their hand, fashioned it into a graving tool, and made it into a molten calf. And then they said, this is your God, O Israel, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. When Aharon saw this, he built a slaughter site before it. And Aharon called out and said, Tomorrow is a festival to Yahweh. Well, they started early on the morrow, offered offerings up, brought shalom offerings. The 
people sat down to eat and drink and proceeded to revel. Yahweh said to Moshe, Go down, for all your people whom you brought up from the land of Egypt has wrought ruin. They have been quick to turn aside from the way that I commanded them and have made themselves a molten calf. They have bowed to it, they have slaughtered offerings to it, and they have said, This is your God, O Israel, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. And Yahweh said to Moshe, I see this people, and here it is a hard-necked people. So now let me be, that my anger may flare against them, that I may destroy them. But you I will make into a great nation. Moshe soothed the face of Yahweh his God. He said, For what reason, O Yahweh, should your anger flare against your people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt with great power, with a strong hand? For what reason should the Egyptians be able to say, yeah, say, with evil intent he brought them out, to kill them in the mountains, to destroy them from the face of the soil? Turn away from your flaming anger. Be sorry for the evil intended against your people. Recall Abraham, Yitzhak, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by yourself when you spoke to them. I will make your seed many, as the stars of the heavens, and all this land which I have promised, I will give to your seed, that they may inherit it for the ages. And Yahweh let himself be sorry concerning the evil that he had spoken of doing to his people. Now Moshe faced about to come down from the mountain, the two tablets of the testimony in his hands, tablets written on both their sides. On this one, on that one, they were written. And the tablets were God's making, and the writing was God's writing, engraved upon the tablets. Now when Yehoshua heard the sound of the people as it shouted, he said to Moshe, The sound of war is in the camp. But he said, Not the sound of the song of prevailing, not the sound of the song of failing, a song of choral song is what I hear. And it was when he neared the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, Moses' anger flared up. He threw the tablets from his hands and smashed them beneath the mountain. He took the calf that they had made, burned it with fire, ground it up until it was thin powder, strewed it on the surface of the water, and made the children of Israel drink it. Then Moshe said to Aharon, What did this people do to you, that you have brought upon it such a great sin? Aharon said, Let not my lord's anger flare up. You yourself know this people, how set on evil it is. They said to me, Make us a god who will go before us. 
for this Moshe, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt. We do not know what has become of him. So I said to them, Who has gold? They broke it off and gave it to me. I threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. Now, when Moshe saw the people, that it had gotten loose, for Aharon had let it loose for whispering among their foes. Moshe took up a stand at the gate of the camp and said, Whoever is for Yahweh to me. And there gathered to him all the sons of Levi. And he said to them, Thus says Yahweh, the God of Israel, Put every man his sword on his thigh. Proceed and go back and forth from gate to gate in the camp, and kill every man his brother, every man his neighbor, every man his relative. The sons of Levi did according to Moshe's words. And there fell of the people on that day some three thousand men. And Moshe said, Be mandated to Yahweh today, even though it be every man at the cost of his son, at the cost of his brother, to bestow blessing upon you today. It was on the morrow Moshe said to the people, You, you have sinned a great sin. So now I will go up to Yahweh. Perhaps I may be able to purge away your sin. Moshe turned to Yahweh and said, Ah, now, this people has sinned a great sin. They have made themselves gods of gold. So now, if you would only bear their sin, but if not, play, pray, blot me out from the record you have written. And Yahweh said to Moshe, Whoever sins against me, I blot him alone out of my record. So now, go, lead the people to where I have spoken to you. Here my messenger will go before you. But on the day of my calling to account, I will call him to account for their sin. And Yahweh plagued the people because they made the calf that Aharon made. Chapter 33 of Exodus, reading in the Shokan Bible, the translation of Everett Fox on Friday of the sixth week of our reading. Yahweh said to Moshe, Go up from here, you and the people that you have brought up from the land of Egypt, to the land of which I swore to Avraham, to Yitzhak, and to Yaakov, saying, I will give it to your seed. I will send a messenger before you, and I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, the Hittite, and the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite, to a land flowing with milk and honey. But I will not go up in your midst, for a hard-necked people are you, lest I destroy you on the way. When the people heard this evil word, they mourned. No man put on his ornaments again. 
Yahweh said to Moshe, Say to the children of Israel, You are a hard-necked people. If for one moment I were to go up in your midst, I would destroy you. So now, take down your ornaments from yourselves, that I may know what I am to do with you. So the children of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments from Mount Sinai on. Now Moshe would take the tent and pitch it for himself outside the camp, going far from the camp. He called it the Tent of Appointment. And it was, whoever besought Yahweh would go out to the Tent of Appointment that was outside the camp. And it was, whenever Moshe would go out to the tent, all the people would rise. They would station themselves, each man, at the entrance to his tent and would gaze after Moshe until he had come into the tent. And it was, whenever Moshe would come into the tent, the cloud, column of cloud would come down and stand at the entrance to the tent. And he would speak with Moshe, and all the people would see the column of clouds standing at the entrance to the tent, and all the people would rise they would bow down each man at the entrance of his tent. And Yahweh would speak to Moshe face to face as a man speaks with his neighbor. Now, when he would return to the camp, his attendant, the lad Yahashua, would not depart from within the tent. Moshe said to Yahweh, See, you say to me, bring this people up. But you, you have not let us know whom you will send with me. And you, you said, I have known you by name, and you have found favor in my eyes. So now, if I have, pray, found favor in your eyes, pray let me know your ways, that I may truly know you. In order that I may find favor in your eyes, see, this nation is indeed your people. He said, If my presence were to go with you, would I cause you to rest easy? He said to him, If your presence does not go, do not bring us up from here. For wherein, after all, is it to be known that I have found favor in your eyes, I and your people? Is it not precisely in that you go with us, and that we are distinct, I and your people, from every people that is on the face of the soil? And Yahweh said to Moshe, Also this word that you have spoken I will do, for you have found favor in my eyes, and I have known you by name. And then he said, Pray, let me see your glory. And he said, I myself will cause all my goodliness to pass in front of your face. I will call out the name of Yahweh before your face, that I show favor to whom I show favor, that I show mercy to whom I show mercy. But he said, You cannot see my face, for no human can see me and live.
And Yahweh said, Here is a place next to me. Station yourself on the rock, and it shall be. When my glory passes by, I will place you in the cleft of the rock, and screen you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand, and you will see my back, but my face shall not be seen. So ends the chapter. Chapter 34 of Exodus on Saturday of the sixth week of this reading. Reading from the Shocken Bible of Everett Fox. Then Yahweh said to Moshe, Carve yourself two tablets of stone like the first ones, and I will write on the tablets the words that were on the first tablets which you smashed. And be ready by the morning. Go up in the morning to Mount Sinai. Station yourself for me there, on top of the mountain. No man is to go up with you. Neither is any man to be seen on all the mountain. Neither are sheep or oxen to graze in front of this mountain. So he carved two tablets of stone like the first ones. Moshe started early in the morning, went up to Mount Sinai, as Yahweh had commanded him, and he took in his hands the two tablets of stone. And Yahweh came down in the cloud, he stationed himself beside him there, and called out the name of Yahweh. And Yahweh passed before his face, and called out, Yahweh, Yahweh, God, showing mercy, showing favor, long-suffering in anger, abundant in loyalty and faithfulness, keeping loyalty to the thousandth generation, bearing iniquity, rebellion, and sin, yet not clearing, clearing the guilty, calling to account the iniquity of the fathers, upon the sons and the sons' sons to the third and fourth generation. Quickly, Moshe did homage on the ground, bowing low, and said, Pray if I have found favor in your eyes, O my Lord. Pray let my Lord go among us. Indeed it is a hard-necked people. So forgive our iniquity and our sin. And... Make us your inheritance. He said, Here I cut a covenant. Before all your people I will do wonders, such as have not been created in all the earth among all the nations. Then shall all the people among whom you are see the work of Yahweh, how awe-inspiring it is, which I do with you. Take care for yourself regarding what I command you today. Here I am driving out before you the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite. Take you care, lest you cut a covenant with the settled folk of the land in which you are coming, 
lest they become a snare among you. Rather, their slaughter sites you are to pull down, their standing pillars you are to smash, their tree poles you are to cut down, for you are not to bow down to any other god. For Yahweh, zealous one, is his name, a zealous god is he, lest you cut covenant with the settled folk of the land when they go whoring after their gods, the slaughter offer to their gods. They will call you to eat of their slaughter offerings. Should you take of their women in marriage for your sons, their women will go whoring after their gods. And they will cause your sons to go whoring after their gods. Molten gods you are not to make for yourselves. The pilgrimage festival of matzah you are to keep. For seven days you are to eat matzah, as I commanded you, at the appointed time, in the new moon of ripe grain. For in the new moon of ripe grain you went out of Egypt. Every breacher of the womb is mine. Every one that your herd drops is male breacher among oxen and sheep, the breacher among donkeys, you are to redeem with a sheep. And if you do not redeem it, you are to break its neck. Every firstborn among your sons you are to redeem. No one is to be seen before my presence, empty-handed. For six days you are to serve, but on the seventh day you are to cease. At plowing, at grain-cutting, you are to cease. The pilgrimage festival of weeks you are to make for yourselves the, the fruit, first fruits of the wheat cutting, as well as the pilgrimage festival of ingathering at the turning of the year. At three points in the year are all your male folk to be seen before the presence of the Lord Yahweh, the God of Israel. For I will dispossess nations before you, and widen your territory, so that no man will desire your land when you go up to be seen before the presence of Yahweh your God at three points in the year. You are not to slay my blood offering with anything fermented. You are not to leave overnight until morning the pilgrimage offering of Passover. The premier of the first fruits of your soil you are to bring into the house of Yahweh your God. You are not to boil a kid in the milk of its mother. Yahweh said to Moshe, Write you down these words, for in accordance with these words I cut with you a covenant, and with Israel. Now he was there beside Yahweh, for forty days and forty nights. Bread he did not eat, and water he did not drink. But he wrote down on the tablets the words of the covenant, the ten words. Now it was when Moshe came down from Mount Sinai, with the two tablets of testimony in Moshe's hand, when he came down from the mountain, now Moshe did not know that the skin of his face was radiating because of his having spoken with him. Aharon and all the children of Israel saw Moshe, and here the skin of his face was radiating. 
And so they were afraid to approach him. And Moshe called to them. And then Aharon and those exalted in the community came back to him. And Moshe spoke to them. Afterward, all the children of Israel approached, and he commanded them all that Yahweh had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. Now when Moshe had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. And whenever Moshe would come before the presence of Yahweh to speak with him, he would remove the veil until he had gone out. And whenever he would come out and speak to the children of Israel, that which he had been commanded, the children of Israel would see Moshe's face, that the skin of Moshe's face was radiating. But then Moshe would put the veil back on his face until he came in to speak with him. So ends the chapter and the week. Exodus, from the 29th to the 34th chapter. We're going to finish some of this interior decorating. We're going to process the priests. We've got the stage set, the curtains hung, the costumes made, the action can begin. So we in do investiture of the priests. It's a bloody, oily, smoky event. It keeps going for seven days. The ongoing sacrificial practice follows. The space made sacred is also made stinking. It's not just a meatpacking plant with public health concerns. As sacrifices an economic worldview, these rituals about offering up, not making something, is beyond our conception. It might be worth staring at. All factory organs on Tuesday. If the crude carnality the first day puts you off, try this with the smells and the bells, the incense stand, the smoke. We all have a stake in this. We're all paying in. Specific tax. Head tax, poll tax, never popular these days. The priests have to purify themselves with washing and then spiced oils, olfactory associations with the sacred. No one else touches that stuff. You can't sell it, franchise it, brand it. Wednesday, crafts, Sabbaths. Exodus 31, we get credits for Betzalel and Holyab, the master craftsmen and the leaders, the guilds of artisans who make all the beautiful furnishings. It's worth taking seriously those who make. The arts and crafts movement of Victorian days understood this. It's more than production. It's co-creation. Divine work. But in the end, it's God who makes the tablets of Torah. Not Betzalel or Aholiab or their crews. And now we get to the story you think you know. Exodus 32, Golden Idols, some narrative action. Whilst God is up on the top of the mountain with Moses laying out all these details of how to make things beautiful for the sanctuary, 
The people at the foot of the mountain are making a golden calf, an idolatrous poor imitation of what we've just been talking about. This is not a iconoclasm versus an icon. It's battling aesthetics. God notices, sends Moses back down the mountain. Moses wrecks the tablets. God sends a plague. It's a horrible bit of punishment. Did you notice they had to drink the gold ground up? And chapter 33, it's time to go again. Time to leave Sinai. Moses begs God to come along, give us a glimpse even though your backside, God moons Moses. Anyhow, Saturday, you heard, we ended with Moses up Sinai one last time with blank tablets for God to reinscribe the Torah on them. These ten words are less familiar to us, worth a pause. This time, Moses' face is shining, must be veiled for others' sake. How human is Moses? How different is this set of tablets? There we are. That'll take us through the penultimate week of Exodus.